hey gang, you might have noticed already by the title, this is not the finale of uh, our Mass Effect 3 season or of this iteration of Asynchronous. This is actually a guest spot that Kim and I did on video game Podtimism that came out uh, this past Sunday over on that feed. You should check that out if you haven't. And if you haven't and aren't going to go check it out, well, then you're going to check it out right now on this feed because this is what today's episode is going to be. Uh, we're basically just rebroadcasting the episode from the video game Podtimism feed uh, where Kim and I talk about a bunch of games that we have played uh, similar to a synchronous similar to a synchronous episode uh and then we also all talk about brothers a tale of two sons with chase and david who we did have on synchronous uh this past december but we talk about a brothers a tale of two sons as well as some other games uh we will be back next week with the actual finale of mass effect 3 uh, and we're very 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 excited about it so Thank you so much. We'll see you then. Enjoy this and go subscribe to Video Game Potimism if you aren't already. Okay, goodbye. Here you go. Welcome to Video Game Podtimism. It's the Optimist Video Game Variety Show where two best friends and two other best friends mm. talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Chase. My name is David. Okay, hold on. Before we go any further, <laughs> I need to share my screen. <laughs> I'm pausing for dramatic effect until the riff starts. Sure. Thank you, Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> Up first, we have the undisputed champion of Chris Cuts and Captivating Content, the podcast editor extraordinaire, a masterful maestro of mesmerizing modulation, with a mighty microphone in one hand and a magic mouse in the other. This audacious audio artist amplifies your episodes to astronomical levels. Their prowess in punchy pacing, powerful pitch correction, and profound precision cuts is unparalleled. Prepare to be blown away by their brain-boggling balance of breathtaking bass and blissful audio brilliance. It's podcast zone editing royalty, AJ. Crowd goes wild. <laughs> Hello. That was, hey. That was wild. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm happy to be here. D do the other one. <laughs> Not to be outdone. Gamers and herpetological, I think I pronounced that right, enthusiasts, get ready to leap into a world of amphibious wonders. In the left corner, we have the unrivaled ruler of the ribbiting realm, the froggy podcast host herself, an amphibian aficionado with a flair for fascinating facts and frolicsome fun, with a mellifluous voice that melts like marshmallows and a magnetic personality that mesmerizes the masses and their effects. From the serene swamps to the rain-drenched rainforests, she navigates the vast pond of froggy folklore, unfolding fabulous fables and feats of our fascinating froggy friends. Still on her bullshit, it's Kim. <laughs> Hello, that's the best introduction I've ever gotten. Crowd goes wild again. <laughs> that was unreal. Chase, holy shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
I'm honored to be here. It just it just kept going. Yeah. And then and it, like before you you were even done with AJ's intro, I was like, holy shit, there's gonna be a whole other one for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Unreal. What, what a treat to be here. Yeah, I was gonna say every other podcast that has guests take note. Um, yeah, really. You have this to live up to. <laughs> Big shoes to fill. The verbal holy red carpet sh- has been has been rolled out for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and now Chase, I feel like if you ever have in the event you have a guest on again, you're really mm-hmm. gonna have to. You really, you really have something to live up to. Yeah, yeah wow. I've laid a, I've laid a trap for myself. <laughs> sure have. Yeah, you set the you set the bar too high already. <laughs> Classic yeah. mistake. If on the off chance I don't have an extra thirty minutes before the next podcast with guests starts, <laughs> I may be fucked. <laughs> oh Do either of you want to introduce yourself outside of that intro, or just say hello or hi? What could I possibly say that would be better than that? Uh, I'm I'm AJ. I mean, I produce podcasts and stuff. Uh, Kim yeah. and I co-host a podcast, and yeah. also co-work on another podcast. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, Longtime friends of the show, mm-hmm. I will yes. say. Yeah. Thanks for yes. having us. I'm so yeah, excited. Of course. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking some time. Appreciate it. And we're going to talk about the video games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all of them uh, at once. All, yeah. All we're, okay. Everybody. Pac-Man. Pong. Gauntlet. Let's start at the top. Keep going. <laughs> There's a couple what more. Is, what, is the, what is the Dewey Decibel first game? What would be the first game ever made? Or not the first game ever made, but the first game in the Dewey Decimal System. I think it's Gax, right? Gax. <laughs> <laughs> he, tra- he transcends the Dewey Decimal. He's like, I'm number one. I don't it's- know enough about the Dewey Decimal System to refute that. So. <laughs> the Gexy Decimal right. System. Gex- <laughs> it's the it's actually the gooey gaming decimal system mm. and it's based on Ooh. whichever is uh most in most people's hearts i'm not really sure i do not like what you just said the gooey yeah. decimal you don't I'm like now thinking about the like gooey gamey decimal system <laughs> sounds bad. i like it I'm, I'm thinking now what's like the gooeyest game and mm. i don't mm. like thinking about it Splatoon, or is that Ooh, the that's... or is that the splashiest game splooshiest game would be it's pretty gooey. The it's gooey paint too, is pretty right? gooey. Yeah. I wonder what the internet will say when I say gooeyest video game and talk mm-hmm. to Google. It's gotta you be gotta. like Conquer 64, right? It's got that shit level. <laughs> um well actually it's Gooey Louie, the uh oh. the board game that you uh, lets you pull out boogers from a man's head. Oh. oh that that Luigi's Mansion where you play as Gooigi. Gooigi. Oh, Gooigi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on, come on. It's right there. There's a yeah. whole character of Gooey. Forgot. How could we? Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo already did it. Move on. We got another <laughs> Yeah. Do another one. <laughs> All right. Move this joke on. This is already done. Nintendo already did it. Well, as guests, I want to offer both of you uh, first rights to talk about the video games you're playing. Oh. Kim, Kim, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, <laughs> Why don't you go first? Because I, I really only have one game to share, and I feel like we need to wet our palettes before we, we dive into mine because it's a little bit strange. <laughs> Okay. All right. Then let's. Should I start off with my slightly longer one or my one of my shorter ones? I have one kind of whatever your whatever your heart calls. I think let's start off with this kind of short little guy that I have yeah. not played much of, but this one comes from Murray in the Worst Garbage Discord. Oh, recommended yeah, sure enough. A game called Phonopath. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phonopath.com is a browser-based game, and it is really wild. I guess the basic conceit of it is you you begin the game, and then you you click on a person, and then it brings you to this screen where you play an audio file, and the audio file is obviously backwards. Mm -hmm. And so then there's another button that's just a down arrow, and then you click that, you download that file, 
And now you can do whatever you want with it. And obviously, Whoa. if you're trying to do it, you have to go into like Audacity or something, reverse the file. And that gives you the first password, which then gets you mm -hmm. into the actual game. And the game is split into five levels or, or five worlds, I guess, with five levels each. Every level gets a little bit more. You need more and more audio knowledge in order to get through and get the password to that level. So, it, it, yeah, so it's it's a great time. I, I would love to be able to recommend this like widely, but like they're certainly <laughs> it's certainly has as a barrier to entry that is like pretty high mm. after, it makes after sense the that first it's, that it's mm. you and Murray who I know who played this game yeah Murray <laughs> who is a, a sound sound designer engineer I don't actually know your job title sorry Murray but I know you work on <laughs> games and you do sound stuff yeah and honestly this is like I, I'm not a sound engineer by trade like I'm not a, a, a there's a lot that I do not know about like the physics of sound and like how waves work and polarity and whatever all, all this stuff and so I'm actually I'm playing the game and doing my best or at least trying to figure out like okay what do I need to know in order to solve this puzzle and then I'm watching the 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 developer of the game walk through the the the, the puzzles and stuff so like I can get to the point where I'm like I know what I need to do or like I have an idea of what I need to do. I don't really know how to do it. And so now let me watch the person who made the game actually do it. And then I, I and it's it's interesting. It's 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 kind of becoming this like learning tool for me as well, mm -hmm. which is which is very cool, because like in college, I was a media production major, which is separate from the sound engineering major. So I didn't do any of the like I just said, the physics, the math, the stuff that goes into like actual sound. I just did the like. Mm -hmm. Hey, here's a microphone. Here's how to speak into it. And here's how to edit, period. Like that was it. And so this is like a totally different skill set that I'm being introduced to. And it is it is so, so cool. And it's it's an amazing experience. I would say at the very least, I mean, I've already given you the answer to the first one, but I think I don't think knowing the answer is like that big of a uh, like a spoiler or anything. Yeah, because yeah. like just doing it is cool. Because you have to like download a file and then you have to like yeah. open it and do something to that file to then get like the actual answer because there's like a password in there. And so I would recommend at least doing like the first two levels because after that there's like just stuff that's like unless you know how to like open an audio spectrogram and whatnot but like you're not nope. going to be able to. Yeah see it's like and that's like level three is like you have to start doing that. It's like okay well. <laughs> pretty quickly there's a, there's a pretty steep fall off for the uh skill level of people but it's it's just a really great time it's fun to mess around with audio and i like it that's phonopath phonopath.com thank you murray it's very good i also played a little bit of this and yeah. i am not uh learning as much as it sounds like you are Jay. <laughs> yeah but uh it is really neat it's like almost towards the edge of edge of like an arg where you have to like yes in the real world mm. figure something out yeah. to get the the password in this virtual game that's why i like it so much sure <laughs> but it's it's really cool like you i think that there are a lot of spots where it's like okay yes this is clearly reversed audio i know what to do with that mm -hmm. but when i'm just like modifying gain levels to see if i can figure out like where is the password in here yeah then that's that's more challenging but it is really cool and yeah, it's a it's a very good one for like a uh, watching like a let's play of somebody who knows their shit really well. And that's the cool thing about the walkthrough from the developer, because he's not only just going through and like playing it. He is like talking you through the process that he went through to like make the puzzle and then also, you know, actually giving you the knowledge to solve the puzzle and not just like, well, then you do this and then it's done. He's like walking yeah. you through step by step. So it, it is kind of weirdly like taking a course um, in like how to solve audio puzzles 101. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very it's it's interesting. Um, 
It's a great time. Highly recommend. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Murray. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, I also have just very quickly a game called, yeah, you want those games in quotes. Oh my right? God. So here you go. Now let's see you clear them. And this is a game also shared from the discord. I don't remember who shared it. I'm so sorry, but it's basically, are we all on TikTok? Or I, I don't know, David, are you on TikTok at all? For the most part. Sure. Okay. So I'm like, aware. <laughs> I'm sure we've all gotten ads of like, there's like the, the adventurer guy standing behind like a series of uh, pull pins that you have to pull yeah. out. And they're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the like lady who like is on high heels and you have to c- collect more high heels in order to step be taller and then you can walk over obstacles that'll make you shorter. Whatever. Those kind of games that uh, ads that show up on TikTok or YouTube shorts or Instagram reels, whatever, that are not real. Like they are not what the game mm-hmm. actually is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody went together and made a collection of the those actual games that you can really play and it's just a silly little time there's just like they, they just use like stick men as the uh the animations and it's it's so goofy and it is just it's 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 a fun time to just like pop in do a couple of levels and then and then pop out do wish it was on mobile i think is the only thing it's only on steam right now um mm-hmm. i do i do wish this was a mobile thing and honestly Maybe it will be soon. I don't know. But um, it feels built for that, obviously, because the games that they're emulating are like meant to be played on your phone, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a good time. And like the 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 it, it could it could have just stood on its own as being like a bit game. And that would have been enough for it to just be like a silly little bit. Honestly, like once you get like past the like, you know, we're introducing mechanics, whatever. And then there's like you get to like level like 10, 11, 12. The puzzles actually do or for the for the pin pull one, at least the they actually do begin to like kind of make you think of like, oh, what what order should I be pulling these pins in, actually? And then mm-hmm. like, how are these things interacting with each other? So it's not just like oh isn't this a silly bit it's 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 a silly bit at first but then it actually becomes like a pretty decently put together like little puzzle game Hmm. so that's uh yeah you want those games right so here you go now let's see you clear them uh also great title that's a great name yeah i am definitely gonna check that out it's uh it's also on switch it is on switch oh whoa okay so is this like a game and watch where it's like an anthology or is it more like a like a wario is it kind of somewhere in there it is i would say it's closer to a game and watch i think than mm. like a wario uh because gotcha. you are like picking levels and stuff and like there is a timer where you'll get stars but it's like uh-huh. you know y- you can take as long as you want to to solve a thing but you are like choosing what levels you're doing and what games you're playing gotcha cool um, yeah and there are two <laughs> spots on the main menu that i have not unlocked yet which is interesting. Mm. It gives you a menu and the first thing, the only thing you can collect is mini games or you can only thing you can click is mini games. And then there's, I think a gallery and then another thing that I don't remember what it is, but then there's two more spots that I can't click. I'm unsure what they will be mm. unless there's like a story mode or like a, uh, an online, uh, like battle mode or something like truly, I have no idea what those two spots could be. <laughs> Gotta go rank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. Are, are we, are we trying to see who can get the most stars on like level 20 pull, pull the pin game? Like what? is happening <laughs> did uh did any of you play frog fractions way back when no oh, but i away. know the lore <laughs> that's an amazing answer to that <laughs> there is i don't lore. know frog fractions but i know the lore behind it <laughs> i've read the tomes exactly <laughs> classics <laughs> if if you can play frog fractions but it like i wish what you were describing aj was going to lead to a frog fraction situation mm. where like you're just playing these mini games and then something else happens yeah. that I don't want to spoil. Oh. 
If everybody hasn't played Frog Fractions, you should. It's yeah. fun. Frog Fractions spoilers. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. for real. Like for, <laughs> that's, that's for real. what Fair I know, enough. there are like I, I yeah, I know the basic kind of like the the second layer to Frog Fractions and I like I'm like what oh. the fuck. Okay, cuz when you said Frog Fractions, I thought that my mind went to like a preloaded Macintosh game from when I was in elementary school where it's frogs yeah, teaching I, me fractions. Yeah, I was I, like I think... this is a Mavis Beacon teaches typing thing. Mm-hmm. That is what it is until it's not. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Until it breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Interesting. You should, you should play Frog Fractions. <laughs> I'm interested. This is a very mysterious way of telling me about this game, and I am, I I am intrigued. Yeah. I feel like David and I need to play Frog Fractions, Frog and Fractions. then we'll come back on the show and talk about it. <laughs> Changed my life. Yeah. If you, actually, if you if you play to uh, Frog Fractions to completion, it will just it will just put your thoughts from the future into the podcast mm. right here, which is crazy. Ooh. Uh, it it's actually a fourth is dimensional game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, bra- it breaks the fourth dimension. <laughs> Not just Not the fourth wall. Fourth <laughs> dimension yeah. now. Here we go. Anyway, that does sound fun, AJ. I will probably also <laughs> play this. Uh, yeah, I would recommend it. It's it's fun. Let's see. The bigger thing that I have to talk about that is a video game, because I do have one thing that's not a video game today, is this game that came out last year called Jack Move, uh, which, yes. Chase, I know you played uh, a good amount of. Did you wind up finishing it? I am inches from finishing this game. Okay. I'm so close, but I haven't yet now. It's fun it's basically I did, chase chase had this really great well thought out thread on blue sky shout out to never mind fuck that um <laughs> i was gonna shout out jack but i don't want to do that I had this He's really great fine. thread on blue sky that is gonna like be way more thoughtful than anything i have to say today because i neglected to even look up who made this game it was made by the developer called so romantic so romantic there you go and it's on i know it's on switch and steam i'm not sure if it's on anything else but i played it on steam I recently got a really long HDMI cable for another thing, um, which I can now connect my computer to the, the TV that's in this room because this is also our guest room. Uh, so I played it on the TV uh, and it was a great time. But basically it is Jack Move is pretty much a, a kind of straight up and down like RPG game. You are a person with moves and then you can get basically like Paper Mario badges to make different moves uh, and you are fighting against uh, bad guys. It's it's a it's the soundtrack is really good mm-hmm. and it's taking place. Sorry, I'm all over the place right now. Uh, and it takes place in this like I guess it's post apocalypse. Uh, there is this event mm-hmm. that happens in 1997 called The Dark. Uh, where there is a solar storm that takes out all electromagnetic waves mm. or it takes sorry it takes out all like yeah electromagnetic waves uh, and so no people can no longer communicate they're you know all the power is out everything happens etc cetera, etc cetera. but we are in this cyberpunk future because the corporations were able to recover faster than the governments were and they began imposing their will and then there was this big war uh, and now it is 2110 or something so it's been it's been a hot minute but but that is like like the that the the world that we're living in is is ruled by uh, corporations. The one that you're mainly fighting against is called Monolink. I think I don't think I wrote it down anywhere. Yeah, you play as a girl named Noah who is basically kind of a a, a mercenary for hire. Uh, in some ways, you know, you just kind of go. You, you start off at this job where you're just like going to hack a thing, and then when you hack the thing, you get money, and that's like that is that is what your job is. You have a friend named Ryder who is the canonical man in. Chair, who is just like back at the base doing all the the like oh you gotta get out of here I called you a drone to get you know yeah. um, the the first mission ends with you or the the intro ends with you jumping off the top of a building and him being like do you trust me uh, and then you're <laughs> holding on to a drone that he hacked and then that drone brings you home. 
uh it's it's fun the, the i already said this but the music is so good and mm-hmm. and it's almost too good to the point of where like you hear some of these songs so many times you're like man i wish i would stop hearing the beginning of this really good song <laughs> and i wish it was kind of a like sable situation where it was kind of just like ambient in the background mm-hmm. like less in your face because that i think is my one hang up with this game is that the random encounter rate is the base random encounter rate it lets you change it which is great but the base mm-hmm. random encounter rate is too high it, it you can't go more than like 10 or 15 seconds on a screen without running into another battle and the battles happen that th- you get through a battle fast enough but at a certain point you just wind up doing the same like two button presses in order to get through the battle mm-hmm. and then you run for another 10 seconds and then you're in another battle and it's like oh my gosh but the music is good you can you can change the encounter rate i never change the encounter rate because they when they introduce that feature they're like if you turn it down though you might not be balanced for you you know you might not be strong enough for like the next area and so i was always too afraid to turn it down because i was like well i don't want to be under level because some of these enemies are really hard tough Um, yeah there there are some enemies you'll run into that will just like basically two hit you if you're not paying attention you know i i would say even as far as that goes as like kind of an annoyance it's it's relatively minor uh, because the combat is or the, the elements of the combat are are simple enough that you don't have to use too much brain power to get through it. But mm. there are these uh, things called jack moves that you can do, which are basically limit breaks um, mm-hmm. If you, for those Final Fantasy heads out there. You get hit enough, you deal enough hits out, and this meter builds up to then let you do your jack move, which is a very powerful move that'll like do, you know, fifteen hundred or three thousand damage or what. It does a lot of damage. But you, when you use a jack move, the effectiveness of it is affected by kind of like a really micro rhythm game. It'll give you like three button presses in like a a pretty quick rhythm and then you do those button presses and you either get i don't know okay good or perfect mm-hmm. the animations for the jack moves are so amazing unreal they are so good the whole game i guess is worth pointing out is done in this kind of like 16 bit style right 16 bit 32 bit i don't know it looks like a super nintendo game. it looks kinda. like a super nintendo game yeah but the jack moves are like 60 frames per second fucking like <laughs> we're, we're in call of duty now baby it's like it's amazing it's, yeah. they are incredible there's so much fun to to do just just because you get to see these awesome animations and you you get them fairly frequently which i think is awesome you're Mm -hmm. there were times where i was like okay well i should save this for the boss and then i would use it on the boss and then i would get it back in the boss battle and and i think through each area that i have done i'm only like three or four hours in so i guess i'm about halfway through the game through each area i've gotten my jack move meter filled by like two or three times before i even get to the final battle so it's not Mm -hmm. like it is a precious resource but it's not very very scarce uh, how i feel like it it would be in other games because i think they want you to see them and they want you to do them and they want you to have fun doing it mm-hmm. the badge system that i brought up earlier to like get new moves is is really interesting there are three types of enemies that you can face they're electroware cyberware or wetware i don't like the wetware ones <laughs> i know <laughs> not great uh, and all those attacks are like mind goo and you like throw this like pink ball and it goes like and like that's the attack i'm like i don't love this actually <laughs> um, but there, it's a really, game. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's up there for good. Yeah, true. Uh, it, it's <laughs> effective against yeah, it's effective against cyberware enemies, which is great. But anyway, so you can get various hardware or or sorry, you can get various software that will let you execute special moves. That is another thing about this game is the vocabulary is <laughs> immense and immediate. It it throws words at you that are like yeah so you get software so that you can get new executables which will which will be better and then if you run out of data then you can use a patch to get a data packet to put your data back up because it costs data to use uh executables <laughs> but you got to make sure you have enough ram to load your executables up um and all of that is real information that i just said none of that was was made up but it throws all that at you so soon into the game like before you finish the first level the first like tutorial level it is just pelting you with information and vocabulary words and it's just it was really hard to get through and i'm a person that loves to learn rules um the beginning <laughs> of citizen sleeper where it just throws like a whole word document yeah. at you i was fully in <laughs> because it described it in ways of like it's like you're rolling dice instead of like just using the vocabulary of the game immediately i i think there there could be kind of a level of abstraction from the actual terms the game uses to like, okay, here is your data. Data is what you use in order to use special moves. Special moves are called executables. And then it's, you know, go from there. But instead it takes out the like, this is a special move word and just like data lets you use executables. And I'm like, I don't know what an executable is, but okay. But anyway, you play it for, you know, enough. You, you, you get, you get it. Speaking of executables, you can use execute some, you can use some executables outside of battle, which is great. You mm -hmm. can heal yourself outside of battle, which rules. Oh, one final little pain point is when you die, you lose, you, you have to spend 25% of all your experience. You, you, you level up your character, but you also level up your uh, moves individually and every time you die you lose 25% of your experience which I just don't like it penalizing Ooh. you for playing the game it's not a great vibe but you do get XP pretty quick and so it you know it doesn't really matter too too bad but it's a good game and I I really really enjoyed it yeah I, I don't know Chase what was your what was your experience with this um yeah I mean like similar it's uh, I hadn't heard of this game mm. uh so a thanks for finding it yeah I don't remember how it, it popped me. up on my my radar um last mm -hmm. year but yeah so it was like a cool discovery for sure I I think most of what you say stands I I definitely appreciate the ability to kind of turn off random encounters mm -hmm. especially for those moments like I I, I get lost in JRPGs really frequently and being able to be like, wait, where the fuck am I? And like turn the encounter rate down to zero so that I can just like reorient myself mm -hmm. of like where I am is really, really helpful. Cause like I, I get into those situations. I, I feel like in Final Fantasy nine, I ran into this a lot of the time where I'm just like, where the fuck am I? And I'll just wander around going from one random encounter to the next. Mm -hmm. I'll put my switch to sleep for the night after I play. I come back the next day and I'm like, I have no memory of where I'm supposed <laughs> right. to be right now. Right. And so it's good to just be able to like focus and like get where I need to go. The music is amazing. The like theme song for the main antagonist crawl is amazing. Oh yeah. It like almost sounds like a trap back backbeat for like a Denzel Curry song or something like that. Wow. Like it's, it's really yeah. amazing. That's a very specific thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll maybe put some of his track or vocals over the track and see if that fits. Um <laughs> Right. 
But uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. I, I, I think that the vision of the future is cool because it is very cyberpunky, but it feels like it is viewed through the lens of like a 90s movie or something. Yes. Where it has that kind of used future look, but uh, through the lens of like new york city in the 90s i think i said that in the blue sky thread of like it kind of feels like if the teenage mutant ninja turtles live action movie was a cyberpunk yes, uh, yes. film instead yeah whoa <laughs> yeah it's it's cool i i really like it i don't have like super complaints i had a good time playing this game totally i think the 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 lack of companions does kind of show at a certain point because it's just you in there yeah. and like not necessarily like difficulty battle wise i was just like where where are my friends like it's just mm. Ryder out there talking to me like where are my bros yeah and so it th- that was like something I was aware of. But yeah, all in all, like pretty impressed by this. I also like, oh, as always, really appreciate a game that is like, yeah, it's like six hours mm-hmm. and then you can finish it mm-hmm. and that's it. You love that. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. I don't need this to go for 40 if it doesn't need to go for 40. <laughs> yeah, I think that was part of the reason I didn't pick it up last year because I just assumed it was like at least 20 hours because I saw it was an RPG. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not going to have time for that this year. But it was on sale and it was only six hours. So I'm like, OK, great. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's cool. I, I think what the game is like saying is is neat. I wouldn't call it particularly complicated, but there is mm. cool stuff happening with like Noah and her dad and sort of like the effects that loss has on the people in the game. Yes. Yeah. It's not like dramatic as far as like, wow, this is like transcendental stuff going on here. But I think it's like well done and. Like I said, it, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome as far as what it's saying. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it kind of gets in, says this thing and then gets out, which I like. I, I feel like with JRPGs of old, like you you did kind of have to read into what they were saying a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always something like they, <laughs> they didn't always have something to say. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it took something like, you know, Final Fantasy six or four or something like that for somebody to be like, OK, now we're actually trying to do something here with the, the story. But that that's not always the case. Like sometimes it's just a romp and that's okay too. But I, I do appreciate it that there there is a little bit to dig into, which is neat. Yeah. And I also I, I also like how it kind of curbs it, it it wants you to know exactly what it's talking about. And as soon as there's one point in the game where like an idea, a pretty philosophical, metaphysical idea is kind of introduced and Noah, the char- the main character, like brings up, hey, what do you think about this metaphysical idea? And the character she's talking to who is like, I'm not trying to have that discussion right now and just shuts it down. <laughs> and is like, OK, that's not what the game is about. Let's move yes, on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which which is uh, very funny. But it's it's good. I, I do love the like soft cyberpunk vibe because it's like I think it really quickly. I mean, especially with an event called the dark, I think it's really easy to get like super edgy and cynical about like living in this world or whatever. But yeah. Noah seems pretty unaffected by it, like by by the way that that she's acting uh, and like speaking and whatnot. It's just kind of like, this is the world it's in. It stinks. But like, you know, also I'm here and I've got friends. So I feel like cyberpunk media does kind of soak in that tone a lot of the time. Like yeah. a lot of cyberpunk media is like shit's fucked and there's nothing we can do about it. And like, I, I understand the temptation because that is a real valid feeling living in capitalism in general. But I, I do appreciate when like post-apocalypse and cyberpunk and, and any real story where the there is like an oppressive state in some way or another, whether that's the environment or the companies, like I do appreciate when there is a sense of optimism that the characters are able to carry. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like kind of radical in certain ways of like, yes, things are fucked. And also like friends are still the most important thing, right? You know, anything like that. Yeah. I think you see that in this and like, you know, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom does that too, where Mm -hmm. these are pretty terrible situations, but uh, look at this weird little guy who wants to sell you this thing. And (laughs) yeah, 
he's okay. <laughs> yeah, like that's a, that's what stuff he is. Okay, <laughs> Be- Beatles in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's a uh, Jack move. Yeah, I have a confession about this game, which is that you guys have been talking about it in like a group chat for yeah. for a couple of weeks now, and I just assumed that the protagonist was mm-hmm. named Jack, Jack. Move. <laughs> um, first name Jack, last name Move. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I egg on my face, I guess. Yeah. Um, I still think that would be a that's pretty a, cool name. That's though. a great protagonist name, honestly. It's pretty yeah. sick. My yeah. name is Jack, and I like to move. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. That's a different. That's a different <laughs> cyberpunk future game. That's that's the rhythm. <laughs> the rhythm version. There, there um, you go. Shit. Yeah. Ooh, it's like in an arcade in Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Jack move. That actually. Johnny Silverhand is all the, has all the high Jesus scores. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> if I have to hang out with Johnny while I'm playing an arcade game, I'm leaving the arcade, dude. I can't handle it. <laughs> and then the final thing that I have today. Yeah. I really came stacked with games because uh, I was so excited to talk about a different game than Mass Effect 3. <laughs> Wow. Um, I love talking about Mass Effect 3. I'm going to try not to be offended at that one. Okay. I love talking about Mass Effect 3 with you, Kim. Um, This is a a, a real real game. Pen and paper, RPG, solo, single player, like map filling out adventure game called Miru. And it's a Mm -hmm. little 30 page booklet. In the beginning of there's a there's a little introduction page with kind of like where you are and kind of sets the stage for the world and what happens and uh, what your motivation is that ends with uh, your, your, your brother your brother passed away due to a freak robot accident <laughs> because this also t- lost too many brothers to this robot accidents. Takes, <laughs> this also takes place in a, uh, a post post apocalypse future. You wake up the next morning just before dawn with your body on auto- autopilot. You watch yourself get out of bed, grab your bag and pack it with a few essentials. You trek across town past the spot where he died and keep walking toward the woods. You pause just before you cross the tree line and take one last look at the village. You turn around and march forward to do what no one else will. The time of gods is over and you are going to end it. And then wow. there's a, hardcore. Yeah. And then I'm going to just shoot a message here in. Oh, God. How do you use Zoom? Oh, I hope you're showing us your map. No, it's not my map. My map is oh. is, is pretty underwhelming right now. I've only got like four locations on it. But there it oh, is. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. But anyway, I just sent a picture in the Zoom chat uh, of just good. a full. Oh, in the Zoom uh, chat. It's a full splash page. Uh, just Ooh. says time to kill God on it after that. <laughs> uh, after that little little bit. So I guess to, to back up a little bit. Uh, the game was created by Kelly Chance, uh, who goes by Hinokoto on t- online and in the world. It was funded on Kickstarter last year. Miru 2, which is M-I-I-R-U, was found, or was successfully funded and shipped earlier this year. And I did get that as well. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit thicker. It's almost like twice the length as, as Miru, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, so I don't know what that one's about. <laughs> but the 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 future it sets up is kind of this like horizon, you know, Zero Dawn Forbidden mm. West-esque post-post-apocalypse where there was a time of robots that is long gone and you are living in the aftermath of the aftermath of that. The robots are still around, but they are basically just like they emerge from the woods, do things like kill your brother mm. and then go back into the woods. <laughs> 
<laughs> working <bastards>. under <laughs> yeah working under directives that are like you know decades if not centuries outdated now because these places don't exist anymore but there is still i guess this like main ai or whatever that is like driving or powering these robots that is quote unquote god uh that we are going to kill horizon zero dawn who dude <laughs> yeah it's it's it, it really captures the vibe of horizon in like kind of a totally different way which i really love because i really loved horizon um yeah. and so i you know i only played for like an hour hour and a half um before we started recording today and that was enough time for me to read through the like six seven pages of rules and then get through four days of of map drawing and it's great there is a printoutable printoutable a printable uh hex grid <laughs> that you can uh print uh, and then use that as your as your thing. But you can also just kind of make your own map if you would like all that kind of stuff. But uh, it basically functions using D20s to track your health and your energy. At the end of every day, you need to eat and sleep. If you don't, you lose health and energy the next day. Uh, and that is tracked by a D20. And then I really just wanted to. This is a stack of D6s in a like leather bound <laughs> uh, thing. Amazing. I, don't, nice. I don't remember where I got this. I think it was it came with some like. Coals, that's like that's like professional gamers yeah well i opened it up today to like do this and it like flopped open and they're like stuck in there just by like tension and i'm like oh my god this is like a real gamers d6 step yeah. um <laughs> so then you you roll a d6 to decide what terrain you're going to because you are drawing the map as you go you can either do forest mountain grassland desert swamp or if you roll a one you get a minor injury lose two health and don't move on um cool. that's the end of the day Brutal. wherever you land you then roll two d6s which determines whether you run into an encounter, whether you run into some ruins or whether something special happens or if the area is impassable. If the area is impassable, then you can't move on. You have to go back to the hex that you started that day on and then go a different direction. On certain days throughout the calendar, it's a 60-day calendar, and on certain days they are highlighted. There are god events that will happen. And so no matter where you are on the map, your next hex will be, you know, it's this one has to be a forest and you're going to run this thing and then flip to this page and read what happens. And so there are like four or five of those. I just ran into the first one today, which happens on day three. And it basically just like introduces the God kind of as a, a more concrete concept and also gives you some basic equipment in case you haven't run into a place where you've been able to pick up equipment yet. And so now I would say I'm probably like actually in the game because the next event mm -hmm. isn't until day 15. So I would say the first three days are probably like tutorial days and then you move on. It's great. I, it's, it, I'm having so much fun and not just because the first event I arrived at maxed out my, uh, my health and <laughs> energy. Uh, no. you, you start at 10 and then you, you, at when you sleep and you eat, you gain like two or three of, of health and energy every day tracked on the D twenties that you have. But immediately the event I found was like, all right, put your health and energy to 20. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> cool so i haven't really uh been super spooked by the like i have to maintain my health and stuff but it's still fun as kind of a narrative storytelling device because the game also uh recommends that you keep a journal of the days that you're going through and so that's also Amazing. been a really fun kind of little writing exercise i have i have a little thread in my personal discord that i that i've been writing days on uh and it's 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 really fun it's it's really fun to kind of inhabit that space and like write a journal as if you know because because you'll read it, it, it each 
each ruin or encounter is like like half a column, 20 lines of like smallish text. And, and it, it gives you kind of a basic idea of the things that have happened. But it's it's fun to use that as kind of a bouncing off point for like, here's what happened today. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I ran into some goats and I couldn't climb the sheer cliff. And so instead I went foraging and I found some fruit. But then, you know, write about however much you want. It's it's just it's it's really fun. I'm really early on. And so, like, obviously, I think you can die. And like when you run out of health or energy, you're you're done. That's the end of a run. You're dead or you can make it to the end. And I assume kill do- kill God. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's it's great. And it's also been a fun little uh, way for me to doodle again, because I haven't been in a situation where I can doodle in a really long time hmm. because I need both my hands on mouses while I'm working and I'm listening to other stuff. And so I'm not like ever passively doing anything for for work and and so that's just it's been a really uh a really fun thing to do that and uh just generally single player rpgs have been something that i've been trying to get into but it feels weird to sit down and like play a single player rpg (laughs) instead of like playing a you know tears of the kingdom or a video game or something Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's a a personal uh you know blockage that i'm trying to get past so i figured why not do it when i have a reason to talk about it and so then i i that's that's why i played it today um amazing glad to be your excuse (laughs) thank you i appreciate it but yeah that's that's miru um it's it's great i think the second edition is the second edition and mirror 2 are both available on itch so you can get the pdfs of those and and play them like that if you want but uh it's a great time i'm having so much fun with it cool as hell nice i didn't even know that genre existed that sounds really fun yeah it sounds awesome I stumbled across I'm a big Kickstarter head. I love Kickstarter. Mm. And and they always, they do this thing every March or April called Zine Quest where they will really promote people making like RPG zines. Um, and a lot of the, not a lot of the time, but like Miru 2 was on there and I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I found Miru 1 and they were selling like, like faulty copies. I guess this one has like a little bit of yellow kind of like misprint mm-hmm. stuff. So it was like $4 to get the game. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Perfect. Yeah. If I don't like it, then it's $4. It's fine. But yeah, it's a whole genre that I am now really, really <laughs> invested in, uh, and want to get more into, um, because it's much easier to do much easier to organize time with myself than it is to organize time with like three or four friends. Um, mm-hmm. and I get to actually like use pen and paper, which is not a thing that I get to do very often, even when I am role playing with my friends. So mm. it's a great time. It sounds like a very cool way to generate ideas for other shit too. Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. the, the mm. journaling thing seems like a very cool idea of like, Oh, that's a fun situation that I'd love to reuse or something. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I've already had the thought of like, this would be a fun kind of like weird podcast. Um, <laughs> like a narrative mm-hmm. style kind of like audio journal situation but i have these like uh i think it's like the the story engine cards or something like yeah. that where like have these it's like a set of cards and they all have like stuff printed on them and it's like a person a place a motive mm. uh, something that's like contradictory in a situation yeah um, and those are like amazing for like generating like D stuff i love that of mm-hmm. like i need i just need an interesting character yeah. and then it will kind of spit out some scenarios and you can like obviously mess with them and be like that doesn't make any sense or that one doesn't doesn't sound very interesting but Mm. it's really helpful for figuring out like here is somebody that is not just like a one note character but like wants something Mm. and is in conflict with this other thing or something like that which is really fun yeah that's great i i love that kind of world building stuff i've I've been really interested in wanting to play the quiet year for a while which is like a a Mm -hmm. classic Mm -hmm. kind of map drawing world building game and i just you know i haven't ever really sat down and done it but um 
Quiet Year is um, that's like multiplayer, right? I don't think that. Yeah. Is there a solo version of that? I, th- I don't think so. Think you could probably play it as a solo version. I mm-hmm. technically you're supposed to pass turns around and like draw a card, but I think you could mm-hmm. just just do that do it all yourself but i do think there is something fun with quiet year specifically of like we're building a world together and you might think Mm -hmm. of a thing that i didn't even that didn't even kind of cross my mind or like you totally went left when i would have gone like backwards you know and so i think there's a really fun element of of unknowability uh between the other people playing quiet year with you also quick sorry and then i'll be done i just want to shout out this solo game called artifact uh Mm -hmm. where wherein you play as a mystical object so a sword a shield a book a staff a ring whatever you play through the life cycle of this object and there are like it it, it gives you like and then you know you're with a keeper and this keeper does a thing and then you're that keeper dies and you're left alone for you know a month a year a century a millennia uh, you know, so whatever. And then there's there's music that accompanies it. So it's like two minutes Ooh. of music that you're just supposed to listen to and not do anything else. Oh, wow. uh, and then it's like, and then you're found again. Who finds you? What is it? It's it's crazy. Anyway, that's another one I haven't actually played. Uh, I, I played a bit of it with a friend, with, but it's actually supposed to be a solo experience that you do basically in the dark. <laughs> so uh, anyway, <laughs> if I may, please recommend another solo TTRPG because um, funny enough, I had been thinking about bringing this to the show and then I was like, oh, I don't know. It's, it had been a f- it's been a few weeks since I played it. So I like kind of was like, oh, maybe I won't bring it up. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But mm. since you brought up yours, AJ, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, please. Um, um, it's called Anamnesis and uh, the premise of this one, this one's like a, this is just like pure journaling. The premise is that you wake up with amnesia, don't, you know, know where you are, who you are, whatever. And the the mechanics are you draw tarot cards mm. to determine kind of like okay what's what's like the general theme of of this story and then you're sort of pulling the minor arcana which are like you know the cups the swords the mm. the rest of those to determine kind of prompts that take you through a story of piecing your memories back together and it is so cool it took me like an hour maybe hour and a half to to play through it and it was a lot of fun um so like the way just as an example of sort of like how it works the first thing that you do is pull a major arcana and so it It'll like give you your first question that that you kind of have to to answer that card, that first like major arcana card that you draw is fully up to like your interpretation of like how you want that to inform the story. And then you go through the prompt. So so mine was judgment. And, you know, the first prompt that I got was like, you know, you wake up somewhere unfamiliar. Where are you? And so I I interpreted that as, okay. how about this character wakes up like in front of a gallows in the middle of the night, like doesn't know how they got there. Um, But like they they're like, did I was I like supposed to be executed and didn't you know, like, why am I here? And it leads you through this story and the way that it sort of congeals and like inspires you to be creative is just super super impressive it's the first time i've ever played a solo ttrpg and it immediately got me hooked so highly recommend it anamnesis by samantha lee super fun i think you can download it for like eight dollars if i'm Dang. seeing the yeah. correct one yeah it's nice i think if i recall correctly the reason i picked it it might have been it might have been in one of the humble bundles mm. i don't quote me on that it might there might have been some other reason that i chose it and then went and looked there are actually a bunch of like solo 
RPGs in in humble bundles. So like, look at your your bundles and uh, <laughs> see what's in there because there's there's stuff. There is. But stuff. yeah, I think that might have been why I, mm. I went with this one first, and it was really great. It looks like it was also used in an episode of Friends at the Table, so that may also yes. be where some people know about it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I haven't. I'm not familiar with it, but um, shout out to yeah, Scout. I did He's definitely <laughs> listened to that episode. Oh, <laughs> big Friends at the Table head. But yeah, it's it is a really cool way to just like if you're looking to I don't know exercise your creative writing muscles mm-hmm. it is a really mm-hmm. fun way to do that and at some point I sort of was like I kind of like diverged from the prompts a little bit because it was just like taking me into a story that like I was interested in yeah so I think at the end it's like you draw a another major arcana card and I was like I am just going to like decide what major arcana card I want to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know to use for this one yeah it's it's really fun strong recommend yeah that's um, cool I will be downloading this. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how it goes for you because it's, yeah. it's pretty neat. The other thing that I wanted to talk about today, since the only games I've really played otherwise are um, the game that we're going to talk about later and mm-hmm. uh, the game that AJ and I talk about every week. So, um, wow, I was like, Kim, Let me bring- I can't believe that you don't want to talk about that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the shoe is on the other foot. So this is a game that I stumbled upon on TikTok and I was Perfect. like, yes. Yeah, this is great. This is going to be good for podtimism specifically. <laughs> it's a game called My Little Sarah. Oh hell yeah! Okay, <laughs> okay. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read you the description of it on on the website. This is a game made by Alex Benson and Gabriel Chez. The description is as follows: The year is 2030. The Earth is ravaged. Society is in disarray. Chaos rules the wasteland. Mm. Genetically engineered giants known as Ugers are hired to carry important people from place to place. Sweet, sweet Uger, your assignment is to carry beloved actor Michael Sarah from LA to New York. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know so, what? I think I also saw this. Did you see this? I had a feeling because our our uh, for you pages are quite aligned. Yeah, because we send each other so many TikToks. Yeah, but true. um, so the the way that this works is it's kind of an idle game, but you do have to click to make the Uger walk. But it's <laughs> it's just this giant purple creature that's holding Michael Sarah in their hands like a little baby bird, and as you walk, Michael Sarah he has like meters that that start to run out so there's like a fun meter there is a hungry hunger meter a sleepiness meter and a like stinkiness meter (laughs) you have to keep and so you you have to like keep him entertained and keep him fed and uh you know put him put him down for a nap when he needs one and uh you know give him a bath or some deodorant when he's uh you know a little stinky and as you go you're like making money that you then use at gas stations to like buy more of these supplies it takes like 15 minutes to play a game (laughs) there's kind of like different phases where you have like different scenery in the background so that's like kind of a fun fun change of pace and um you can like listen to different cds as you go it's just it's very delightful (laughs) i 
highly recommend. Um, I'll put the link in and it's it's just like a, it's just free to play on itch, uh, just like in your browser. I think it was like they they created it for a game jam. Mm-hmm. Huh? I am playing it right now. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's the little guy doing? He, you know, oh, he smells now. Oh, he's bored. Oh, and famished. Yeah. Oh, no. There's, There's a <laughs> at some point, if you save up enough money, you can buy him for $25. A game guy, <laughs> a, you know, a handheld gaming system called a game guy. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. No trademark infringement. And that'll that'll keep him entertained for a good long while. Wow. The music is great, too. Mm-hmm. The music is great, and uh, Michael also has like commentary as you go, like when you when you put him down for a nap, which you do by putting his his little um, eye mask on. He goes, "Oh, uh, bedtime already? Okay." Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun commentary uh, when you give him magazines to read. I just I, wow. I can't recommend it highly enough. It was a treat. But the first time I played, actually, um, my boss called in the middle and Michael Sarah ended up um, having to go to the hospital because I wasn't attending to his needs. <laughs> no. so, no. I know. Oh but the second time I, I got him there, I got him to New York safely. I, I think it's also worth noting that the, the main mechanic in this game is you have to click every time you want to take a step. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You got clicked a lot. Yeah. um, It's the one thing that I would say that makes this game not quite an idle game because you're you're actually really working for it. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, transporting Michael Sarah from L.A. to New York. It's not easy. As a hand therapist, I cannot recommend this game with all this clicking. (laughs) I can't do it. Shit. I can't do it. This is trigger finger waiting <laughs> to happen. Surgeon General's warning. (laughs) (laughs) Can cause repetitive strain injury. Be careful. Thank you, Dr. David. You're Thank welcome. You, Dr. Not David. a doctor. <laughs> Not a doctor. Um, play, play in moderation. Yes, there you go. Take some stretch breaks. It's good for you. I was trying to Google this while you were first starting this, Kim. And mm-hmm. once you said Michael Sarah, I realized what I had spelled wrong. Me too. <laughs> uh, in the My Little Sarah portion of the title. Yeah. This looks amazing. I, fucking video games, man. Yeah. Like, no other medium has the bravery for this kind of stuff. <laughs> for real. Does Michael know is my question. It's a great He's question. He's got to know. Someone's going to have to tweet this to him. I hope he knows. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the legal implications of it, but um, <laughs> one would hope. Is this a close enough representation of Michael Sarah to be uh, lawsuit worthy is the question, right? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I cannot give legal advice uh, <laughs> on, on a podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm gonna play this game too. I'm going to play this game and do the journaling game and do the tarot card game. Hell and yeah. I'm gonna like ascend to gamerdom or whatever. This is gonna be busy this I love week. This for you. Chase yeah. all games. All games. <laughs> it's me. All gamers. Um, thank you for this gift, Kim. Sure. Uh, that's all I've got for you. <laughs> thank you. David, do you have any games that you're playing that you wanted to mention? Just two. Okay. Yeah, tell me. So the first one is Mario Party, and I just want to say real fast that yeah. I just want to toot my own horn for a second. Toot away. I got, <gasps> I got 220 coins in Mario Party. Whoa. Damn. Wow. In a single game? It was like at turn seven. I had two, 220. It How was many? wild. Oh, my God. I don't Whoa. know what happened. I just blinked, and I was just the wealthiest man in the world. <laughs> you made some smart investments early in the game. <laughs> Were you able to buy any stars with that Skrill? See, that was the thing. I was not getting stars. Mm. I got one star and they got stolen oh. from me, but I was flushing coins, so I was able to steal it right back. It was great. <laughs> Birdo, I'm, I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, that was that was insane. And I was playing with Mallory, and she was, I think, both impressed and very upset with me during yeah. that moment. So that was that was also a win. It's the arc of every Mario Party <laughs> game. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you're either the villain or you are just filled with rage. Is pretty much how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's Mario Party in that shell. So still a fun game. And that's really all I want to say about it. Uh, nice. And then the other game I'm playing mostly is Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda. Just a quick update. I did find the, the Wandering Troop. Oh, thank I you. I found David. them. Oh, good. I did not. I did not look it up. I just stumbled upon them. Oh, shit. <laughs> in my stubbornness. Oh, my God. In my so stubbornness, it happened. <laughs> I also have not found them yet. Now you've inspired me to never look it up. <laughs> oh. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's, it's, I'm a natural gamer. I'm a natural gamer. <laughs> Really are. No performance enhancements here. <laughs> no. uh, which brings me to my second point is that I'm also a hacker gamer now because I've been doing the duplication glitches. <gasps> oh my God. David. Gamer crimes. David, are you frozen? Okay, that wasn't just me. He's got a great smile, though. Joe Byron got to him. <laughs> no. Joe Byron. Papa Nintendo saw, said that I heard that I said duplication glitch and they just hacked my system <laughs> immediately. Shut you down. They shut we got him, boys. <laughs> Cut his internet. Shigeru Miyamoto <laughs> is repelling from my ceiling right now with a with an M16 <laughs> ready for me. <laughs> He does not fuck around. And he does not fuck around. <laughs> I didn't know that the duplication glitch was still in the game. I thought they patched that out. They keep coming up with new ones. Oh, hell yeah. So I got I got the upgrades for my armor, right? And then I realized yeah. I don't want to have to go and farm things for ages to be able to upgrade sure. this. I have one Hinox gut. Why not make it 10? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's there's a there's one that still works in the patch where it's like if you are holding an item and then you jump or, or walk off a small ledge <laughs> and then go into the item menu again and then press uh-huh. throw and drop at the same time. It both oh throws God. and drops the item, ah. except the, the one caveat being you can't have like more than 21 at a given time because otherwise it, uh, it, there's only you can only have 21 of a single item on the screen at once. Apparently, it's how it works. Oh, my God. So after I said I'm a natural gamer, I, I defied myself uh, in <laughs> <Right>. true <laughs> me fashion. Uh, so <laughs> but it's still a great game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, the glitch, I think, just kind of saves me from having to farm things, at least in this yeah. in this instance, because. At this point, I just kind of want to see what the game is offering me mm-hmm. and not have to go through the tediousness that I find in a lot of other open world games of just having to farm stuff, which is not necessarily why I'm here for this game personally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, I, I, and in my quest to find all these fairy fountains, I've just been sidetracked by so many side quests. So Ganondorf <laughs> is still waiting for me. He's very confused as to we did not, uh, I did not keep my appointed time with him. Uh, so hopefully he will understand that I've been busy catching horses and just kind of exploring the Gerudo Desert for no reason, <laughs> honestly, and seal, because why not? It's great. Yeah. Making and- him wait is kind of a power play. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can wait for me. It's fine. Playing mind games with him. Exactly. I, got better, I got better shit to do. <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting here for three weeks <laughs> for you. Ready. I've just been out there wandering in the wilderness. Like, has anybody seen a troop? Has anybody seen a troop? Surrounded like by 21 diamonds, diamonds are just yeah. flooding out of your body. <laughs> just just <laughs> slowly falling off a small ledge and then just putting out a diamond, essentially. Yeah. <laughs>
so the game is great. Yeah. Is really what it comes down to. Still having such a blast. I am overwhelmed by how much there is in this game because I feel like mm-hmm. I've been playing this for a solid month and a half now, and there is <laughs> still so much I have not done. I still don't have all of the the depths found. I have gone to maybe just a handful of the sky islands, the ones that are just close, and I just don't even know how to get to some of the really high ones up there. I'm like, how how do I how do I do this? <laughs> Probably more glitching. I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> but it's a great game. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Amazing. It's still good. It's still good. Believe it or not. It's still good. This is the first Tears of the Kingdom segment on video game potimism and maybe any pot video game podcast I've been listening to over the last month that I have listened to. Oh God. <laughs> You've just been skipping them? I've just been skipping them because I, I, I just don't trust people. <laughs> <laughs> to to <laughs> like say things that they don't think are spoilers mm. because mm-hmm. I'm also a pretty spoiler like agnostic person I don't really care about spoilers at all but like it's fun to not be spoiled you know so I've just been skipping yeah. 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 so many conversations over the last over the last month but uh, this was Fair. this one was a joy to listen to <laughs> yes you had sorry. Like a- you you were probably like. A- on the seat of your I was chair I was the whole time. time. I ripped my head. I was like, no. <laughs> so you've had like 10 cumulative minutes of video game podcast over the course of the last like month. <laughs> there was a week there where it was, it was pretty sparse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to the point where Ganondorf turns you into a duck, right? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. When it turns into Untitled Goose Game for a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Just real frog fractions. <laughs> <laughs> the, real, the real frog fractions was in front of us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. You're welcome. I don't want to start talking about video games, or at least the ones that I've been playing, just because I've really only been playing Bioshock 2, which is like a whole thing unto itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like, I, I can't right now. I'm going to have to wait until next week. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a long like, pod next week, huh? I know. See, here's here's the, the problem is that that one will probably be kind of a lengthy podcast. I am intimidated by the Bioshock Infinite episode that we inevitably do, because like, there is so much fucking discourse about that video game. Yeah. I mean, it's the Bioshock Infinite podcast that you're going to do, Chase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> David will be present. I'm going to have an audience of one. I'm just sitting there. Yeah, make make a double for that episode so yeah. you can really hang. I'll just be yelling obscenities from the crowd. It's going to be good. Hey, yo, fuck Ken Levine. <laughs> Both sides is in my ass. We'll get there. It's a lot. And then Pikmin 2, but we'll get there as well. It's a very good game. I'm not going to say more, but like, damn, good ass, good ass Pikmin. I think they cracked it finally. <laughs> Ten years ago, they cracked it. (laughs) It's a good Pikmin game, too. I believe it. I guess I'll do Podtomistic thing first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This week, specifically, it is the past writing of Austin Walker. <gasps> I have been reading an exceptional amount about this fucking video game, Bioshock Infinite, mm. because Bioshock 2, totally fine. I can digest it. I feel like I've got enough context and like I read what other people wrote about it just to kind of like get myself ready. But like it's more straightforward. I feel like there is not as much shit going on there that I'm really like, God, there seems like there's a lot of nuance here. And I don't know if I, one person, have enough context on it. Mm. Uh, however, Austin Walker was kind of like just getting his foothold in games writing at the time, and uh, he sure did write a lot about Bioshock Infinite, and it is good, and in not opposition, but there's a lot of stuff that wasn't being said at the in the industry as a whole at the time that he was like, here you go, here's a lot better of commentary about this game. Mm. So yeah, it's good. I've been thankful for that. I've watched a lot of people's reviews, but that the like his stuff specifically is like, that is uh, specific and understandable and very good in a way that like I probably couldn't have done this on my own so shouts out Austin shouts out thank you Austin for all that you do (laughs) it's true (laughs) 
does anybody else have any podmistic stuff fueling them this week? Yeah. AJ. I, I flip-flopped back and forth between whether I wanted to do something that was like hashtag deep or whether uh-huh. I just wanted to say the one that I did wind up uh, deciding to do. Uh, which Amazing. is, I love, or my potomistic thing of the week is uh, made up perlatives for things. I guess that's the <laughs> word. Like, instead of cool in Jack Move, they go plug-in. that that game is rife with that kind of stuff and it is Mm -hmm. it is just a joy every single time i i love when when in lieu of curses somebody says like like that's a data dump or something you know just like it just (laughs) words that do mean things but like we're just we're just replacing expletives or uh uh, affirmatives with them Uh, i just love huge fan and jack has that in space in uh, frack yeah (laughs) battlestar i'm with you amazing thank you aj yeah plug in plug 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 in in. plug in that was a plug in pod domestic thing thank you god it's so bad yeah it's not great with henshin a go-go would that would that count maybe because like yeah you are saying it in a way that's like fuck yeah Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean anything it means nothing Thank you, beautiful Joe. Beautiful Joe. Uh, my potomistic thing for the week is a good, reliable friend. Mm. Oh my God! Yeah, like in real life or video games? Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Both. Uh, but I'm thinking about specifically in Tears of the Kingdom. Pen. Uh huh. The the writer for the Lucky Gazette, who's a, a yes. Rito. What a guy! What oh a guy. God. You just follow yeah. you just you just follow him around to all the stables. He's always there, just hanging out, being cool, being nice, just just on <laughs> just on the hunt for a scoop. Always mm-hmm. includes you in everything he's doing. He's not trying to like out scoop you or anything. He's like, hey, we're in this yeah. together. Let's let's get let's get the info so that the people know. He's about the people. Pen. Wow. <laughs> and it's just I just like him. And I love that he says sore long when he leaves. Oh, That's one of my favorite good. things about him very, each very time. Good. Sore long. Love a good pun in a game as well. Shout out to local journalism. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> the power of journalism. <laughs> Democracy dies in the darkness, guys. <laughs> this one's for oh. you, press start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My my potomistic thing is sorry for it. Ludo narrative consistency. Let's go. The game that we are about to talk about has a lot of that. Yes. Even even the parts of the mechanics that I found frustrating, mm. I was able to at least come up with an explanation yeah. for like why that serves the narrative. Um, mm-hmm. And I th- and we can talk about that more when we get there. But I, I think that shit is really cool, and it's something that it feels like only video games can accomplish um mm. it's good shit it's also the only it, it's something that video games can fuck up really badly too yeah. it's great when they do it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an amazing segue actually why don't we kick on over to the other segment huh wow Woohoo. let's do it It's good games. It's a segment where we talk about the okayest <laughs> games of yesteryear, and uh, gosh, all the things that we love about him. Now you two get to experience the jump scare of starting starting a segment. Yeah, like that. Is it every time. <laughs> yeah, no. I usually try and pick when David is the most unsuspecting, and then start the segment. We lull him into a false sense of security. Yeah, yeah. Chase yeah. wields this power. <laughs> yeah, that was Tell. that was wild. We were like eighty eight percent of the way through a conversation. There was like a couple. There was like a, yeah. a, a couple second silence, and then we're we're in we're in we're back. Mm-hmm. There was a few more. So yeah, at the end of that conversation before right. we fully ended. Yeah, it, but it had yeah. a little Ooh. bit more juice to go. But Whoa. okay, well, wow, we're here. Good games. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a segment where we talk about uh, the OKS games of yesteryear and uh, gush all the things that we love about them. We have a game suggested by AJ. That's me. This one. <laughs> this They're <AJ>. here. Uh, <laughs> how did you uh, come to find that you wanted to play this one, AJ? That I wanted to play it? This is a game that I've wanted to revisit for a while. Yeah. I had played it back when it came out in 2013 and I have just, I, 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 ever since I finished it, I'm like, this is going to be a game that someday I will want to come back to and play and experience again. Mm. Yeah. And so it's, it's just been on that list and I've been waiting for like the right time to do it because, because <laughs> it, it feels, it's one of those things where like, I feel like you have to wait at least like, three years to play it again and i'm like do i want to do i want to pull the trigger now because what if something happens next year and i like need to play you know like like what if emotionally i need to i need to play this game or something yeah so that 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 uh, i felt like good games was a perfect opportunity to not only get me to play it again but to get my friends to play it yeah because i think Mm -hmm. this is a game that like the resties are doing the uh, required gaming list and i feel like Mm -hmm. this is on there like it should be on there on on my gaming required list like i feel like this is a game that people should play um, and should experience and it is short enough that I don't feel bad like really really pushing it down people's throats <laughs> mm-hmm. like you should play this game it's only three hours yeah uh, and it, it is pretty quick yeah and and there yeah. it's it's doing some shit this game of course being brothers a tale of two sons yeah we I didn't, didn't I didn't know yet. if you wanted me to say it or if <laughs> That's fine. We built we built it we up. Built we got it there. there. No, I think you're right. Though, like it it came out in uh, like 2013, which is like I feel like indie games were not quite a thing yet. They were like just kind of starting to get their foothold. Like Braid had come out, yeah, um, and Bastion had come out already. Yeah, so we like, had indie game the movie that that stuff. <laughs> that that is true. So we had Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I I feel like it is. It was doing stuff that like is more considered from like a, a games perspective mm-hmm. than. I think a lot of games were at the time. And like, this is also the year that Bioshock Infinite came out and there was a lot of like discourse around like, why are we still just fucking shooting people as the main mechanic? Right. And uh, brothers was like, what if you were just a brothers? Mm-hmm. And that was the game. <laughs> you were just a brothers. <laughs> you were one brothers. Before we get ahead of ourselves too much though, can I uh, hit everyone with some hot stats? Oh my God. About this video? Oh, Please. lay it on me. Cool. Hot stats. Hot stats. So I'm sure this sounds weird without. The I was literally about to say this feels really <laughs> weird without the sizzling sound in the background. But yeah, continue. Uh, apologies. <laughs> so this came out towards the end of uh, 2013 for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Uh, they came out on like kind of different days, but yeah, towards the, towards the latter half of that year. And of course, Amazon Luna in 2020. So Whoa. just in time, just Ooh, in time man. for that one. <laughs> Haven't thought about that in a hot minute. Amazon hadn't either. They had already forgotten about it by the time 2020. Joseph uh, trying to get it on the ground floor of Amazon's <laughs> new uh <laughs> So this was made by this company, Starbreeze Studios, um, who you'll probably know from, uh, they made the Chronicles of Riddick game. That's that's mm. mostly just bait for David to say, ooh. I mean, <laughs> um, I was interested. You didn't see my face because my internet yeah. is bad, but it made an ooh look for sure. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was there. I could feel it. Uh, they also made The Darkness and uh, Payday 2 and 3. So some video games. Uh, this also, the director of this game is uh, the dude Yosef Ferez, who you probably know him from making uh, A Way Out and It Takes Two, and he's also the fuck the Oscars guy. Mm. What is this? Fuck the Oscars, you know? Fuck the Oscars! Fuck you! 
tell you. I'm just like, you know him. You know him. When he said curse words. <laughs> when he did a cuss in front of gamers. Yeah, when Jeff Keeley was really trying to recover from a man saying the F word next to him. A thing that hasn't happened know. since he was 14. <laughs> Jeffy can't handle this, Joseph Forrest, please. Please. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch more on Yosef in a second here. Um, I do have a review from Joe Video. Oh uh, I forgot I about yes. this. How did I forget? I couldn't. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> I uh, I was really worried that Joe Video wasn't going to have a hand on this ball and that I would have to be like, this one's from Games Cult <laughs> or whatever. But uh, no, Joe, Joe had a hand on this ball. <sighs> Um, I took their review, which was originally in French, and ran it through Google Translate a number of times, mangling it up real style, hard style to to get it. You know, that's that's something I heard Tim Robbins or uh, <laughs> Tim Robinson. No, that's the guy from the show. Yeah. Yeah. What's Tim what's Rogers the video? Tim Rogers. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Hello. I heard him say that. And then, and then I wanted to say it, too. So here we are. <laughs> I mangled up the review and spat it back out in English to get an artist interpretation. So without further ado, Joe Video said, do you like good stories? Aren't you afraid to try new types of games? Brothers, it's about your two sons. This provides a real functional application that is very useful for articles. Get ready to dive into the amazing places that are hard to leave. This is the main weakness of this article. I hope that this was a wonderful trip and will last longer than you will enjoy it. And they gave that a 17 out of 10. Oh my gosh. Not the dive language in there. Jesus. There was a moment there where it sounded like this was a review for like Microsoft Excel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounded like the like shitties 90 commercials. The. This provides a real functioning application that is very useful for articles. Yeah, that's yes. that's the uh, part. Yeah. It, it also kind of felt wow. like they were reviewing my sons um, <laughs> for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Very aggressive. Never yeah. met your sons, but I'm reviewing them right now. Get yeah. ready. God. And lest we forget, the, they hope we in- <laughs> enjoy it. Keep, keep, play it longer than we enjoy. Is that what it said? It's just nothing. There's no nothing behind those eyes. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Um, a 17 uh, out of 20, though. That's great. They loved it. Yeah, they did like game. it. Yeah. Brothers, it's about your two sons. <laughs> um, <laughs> David, could you tell me what this game is? Yeah, this game is essentially a third-person puzzle adventure game, for the most part. Some platforming uh-huh. elements, uh, but I wouldn't say it's like the main thing of that game. But the main draw and what makes it interesting and different is that uh, it's conceived as a single player game where you play as two different boys two brothers in this game uh it's about your two sons about your two sons you do one one son is left thumb and the other son is right thumb uh and you control them with each one of the the different control sticks uh and then there's also just interact buttons so each brother uh moves and interacts with the environment and that's pretty much all you do and you just have to use them both in conjunction with each other to solve puzzles and get around and the game makes really good use of that of that concept there's a lot of really interesting things that go on in this game i think brothers it's about your two thumbs (laughs) it's about your two (laughs) thumbs. thumbs It sure is. Wow. I love how you talking about interacting reminded me every time you interact with a PC, the the two different brothers 
have a different interaction yeah. with mm-hmm. them, yeah. which yeah. is such a, a treat to like see their personalities in this game that has mm-hmm. like it has dialogue, but it's in a I believe a made up language. It was no language that I recognized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like that is basically the only way aside from the like very few cutscenes yeah. where you actually get to like understand a little bit more about the personality of these two characters that you're mm-hmm. playing um and i think it's super well done yeah one of my favorite like the brothers interact differently moments is every well you go to the older <laughs> brother just like looks down and the little brother spits into it every time <laughs> right? he, he is an animal yeah. that little guy <laughs> He is a menace. So I, I, he is. I literally wrote in my notes, Greg is a menace because I started calling them um, Greg and Bert after the (laughs) brothers from Over the Garden Wall. Um, I said, Greg is a menace. He just freed someone's pet bird. Because that's one thing he does. You come across a a bird cage and um, the older brother just sort of like looks at the bird. I think maybe like makes some like sounds at it. Mm -hmm. And then the little brother is like, I'm just going to open this cage (laughs) and free this this person's pet. Wild. (laughs) Greg's a traumatized little menace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. God, where do we start? I feel like there's so much with this game that like we can get into i feel like it's saying a lot but there's like ways that we can talk about it that maybe aren't as spoilery at first but like probably just heads up that there will probably be a fair bit of spoilery stuff happening Mm -hmm. in like five to ten minutes so Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and like i said the game is three hours long and you should play it so you should pause the podcast play it this afternoon and then listen to the rest of this podcast this evening it's worth Mm -hmm. it's worth playing even as like some of the mechanics i think are a little bit frustrating as i alluded to earlier because you're really happy having to like wrap your mind around like controlling these it's basically like tank controls or these like two mm-hmm. different people which is very challenging and um largely like a fixed camera angle mm-hmm. the worst part for me was the rowboat there's a part where you're on a rowboat you have to no. like that just <laughs> broke my brain i know how like rowing a boat works until i played this and i was yeah. like i don't i don't fucking know yeah. um but but i will say i think that that actually serves the narrative quite well Definitely. in retrospect because you're basically it, it helps fill in the gaps of like the relationship between these two kids who like you know there's like a significant enough age gap that like one of them is is clearly in a kind of like responsible older sibling role and then you have greg who's like a little terror mm-hmm. i'm being hard on him um <laughs> he's, i'm he's sorry a I'm, I'm being hard on my sons it's about your two sons it's about my two sons but but i like i I, after i played it i was like you know what i am going to fill in my own narrative there that that is just the difficulty of these two brothers having to work together to go through this like very arduous journey that made me uh, appreciate it a whole lot more yeah Mm -hmm. i I think that's that's totally like the way to read it like i don't think you're stretching there kim and i think there is a world where like maybe i'm giving the the devs too much credit but i don't think so i think that is the the point and mm-hmm. and like part and parcel of of getting the game is like struggling with the controls mm-hmm. and because like you are controlling the older brother uh like david said <laughs> you're controlling older left older brother left thumb and younger brother right mm-hmm. thumb mm-hmm. and a lot of the time i, I mean i found myself moving in one direction with the older brother and then moving the right stick in the opposite direction because in mm-hmm. my head this is the right stick is the camera 
And I'm just mm. like by default <laughs> trying to keep the camera behind the character, which then caused the little brother to run the opposite direction. So it does it does cause you to or it, it does require you to kind of rewire your brain a little bit, but never in a way that I feel like it's like really, really hard or like it's really unforgiving. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the most part, it, it's it's tough enough that it's like noticeable that it's hard, but it never feels like it's never gating progression because it's mm. so difficult to control them both. This is not the Dark Souls of Sons. No, <laughs> Not no, no. <laughs> my dark sons. Dark sons. <laughs> <laughs> I I said this as a kind of a joke in our like Discord yes. chat about this, but it's kind of also true in the sense that like I am very used to controlling characters with my left thumb, and I am very much less accustomed to doing that with my right thumb. Mm-hmm. And so, like inherently, to just playing and like physically with the game, the older brother is tied to the left one, and so I'm like comfortable with that. So he looks more comfortable wandering around the world, where like Greg is just wandering off in a weird direction. And so it does kind of do a little bit to characterize the fact that like this kid doesn't necessarily know how to navigate this world <laughs> just by the fact that he is right thumb Greg, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right thumb Greg. It's his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, I think it's worth pointing out, like just kind of the setup story wise of this mm-hmm. game. Yeah, it essentially like the the very first scene is, I think, Greg, in this case, mm-hmm. standing at a grave and it flashes back to his mom drowning at sea. Brutal. And him not being mm-hmm. able to save her specifically is yeah. what's so rough yes, about it. Yeah, he's trying and is not able to do it. And he's all right. Thumbs. He's, he's all, all right. right thumbs. thumbs. He can't do it. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it cuts back to uh, him at this grave and he's like clearly upset about it and the game kicks off and like your older brother's like alright dude come on let's like start this game and uh, <laughs> you take your sick dad on like a cart down to like a doctor essentially who like shows you a scroll I'm like I, at first I was like I guess he's just giving us an adventure mm-hmm. like looking back and like reading through the wikis essentially telling these kids that they have to go to uh, the tree of life and collect like yeah. water mm-hmm. to save their dad mm-hmm. uh and like it, it seems like i don't know kind of not not a simple setup but i think the stakes are very clear mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. these people have already lost a parent and mm-hmm. they're both being like we can't do it again mm-hmm. we can't lose another one yeah yeah this game the story of this game feels very and like a lot of the things that happen feel very much like it reminded me of like a Grimm's fairy tale that very, i had never yeah. heard before like yeah. not only in terms of like there are like trolls and giants and whatever but like the the tone where yeah. it's you know it's sort of lighthearted and and a very like you said chase like a really simple premise that is mm. almost like archetypal but it is so dark yeah. at yeah. times yeah. like pretty much like from from the jump with yeah. you watching this kid watch his mother drown um yeah. it it continues to do that but like the the emotional moments are like interspersed in a way that i think is like sort of impactful where like you can be going along kind of just like oh i'm gonna you know spit in this well and like yeah. talk to this npc and like mm-hmm. fuck with them or whatever and then all of a sudden you know you were hit with this like emotional gut punch that i think it's like it makes it very effective when those moments happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they it feels like they give you enough downtime to like recover and be mm-hmm. like okay i'm just hanging out with my brother and yeah. we're a bunch of silly dudes and then yeah they'll they'll hit you with something else and i think like for the most part i think uh, with the exception of one most of those moments are earned the like 
kind of darker moments where it's like this is pretty fucked up but like mm-hmm. the game feels like it's earned those there's like one that we can get into or like I think the, I know which one the, yeah is it the one yeah. with the the house that burns down that's burned down yes yeah uh, like mm-hmm. about halfway through the game you show up to this house and like there's a guy attempting suicide like mm-hmm. is attempting to hang himself mm-hmm. and you go over there and i don't I actually don't know if you don't try to save him what happens but i had Try to save him and you get him down. He's still like very clearly upset. Mm. And you can like see to the side of him that there has been a house that has burned down and there are bodies under like a blanket uh, blankets. And I was like, I I was sitting there like, okay, fuck. Well, clearly this is the next major beat because that's heavy as shit. And then I'm like, do do we leave now? What what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. When you when you interact with him as either brother, he just cries yeah. like it's like yeah. sobbing into his hands and there's like nothing you can do to to comfort him and it's like i don't know why it's there if it's just yeah. to sort of demonstrate like this is like a tough cruel world yeah, or, I, I don't know yeah it, that that's an interesting beat i played the from from the beginning of the troll mine to the end of the game i played holding a controller i was older brother and my partner tara was younger brother uh and we got mm-hmm. past that part and we we ran away and she was like well what happens to him and i'm yeah. like i don't yeah. know i didn't remember that part uh and so i think nothing happens and it's just really sad um and there's like no really re- real reason for it or anything yeah it like i think the gate the game is like in broad strokes about grief and loss totally. like mm-hmm. as then it as like that's kind of the thing it's exploring and i think in every other instance that makes sense like the it, it starts with the brother and uh, the brothers and their mother the threat of losing their father again mm-hmm. or uh, losing another parent their father it goes on with the troll who's like separated from his wife which we can mm-hmm. get into all these in a second but like there's that there's this guy there's the bird later on there's Ugh. uh these like towns that have just been destroyed and then eventually the the big thing we'll get to but it's it's all over there and most of those are like they they just don't feel quite as heavy as that one mm-hmm. like i think to invoke something as serious as that yeah. without really saying something or like mm-hmm. having that be a moment mm-hmm. or a plot beat or something that happens feels kind of like i don't, I don't know if we needed that in here y'all yeah. yeah it's not even like tied to something else that you see right. before mm-hmm. or after yeah. too right. like if it, if it was like you know he i don't know the like evil like cultists that you run into at some point yeah. if like it had been their doing or if it had something to do with like the giants or something yeah. you know like if there were there were some like narrative thread at least it would have been like okay this is like either foreshadowing or like putting a a sort of like not bow but like you know a period yeah. on mm-hmm. like po- one of the beats that you go through in the story but um yeah. it's yeah just it feels like a weird outlier yeah mm-hmm. yeah if i'm being really really generous it's it's like well sometimes people are just sad and there's nothing you can do about it but it's like mm-hmm. this is not the way to do that <laughs> like there's a cleaner mm-hmm. way to get that point yeah across. there's yeah. like there's a hundred different ways that you could have done this that did not involve invoking a lot of the like any of the imagery that is there yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's rough anyway mm-hmm. yeah i i think but that is the kind of one spot that doesn't work though because the rest of it really does yes for mm-hmm. me yeah they yeah. do a good job of juxtaposing just like this whimsical look at this world mm-hmm. and then having these intense moments of like you said grief and they mm-hmm. always usually work pretty well mm-hmm. and drive it home decently enough but yeah yeah it's gonna be it, it was a very interesting experience to to have this very like whimsical fairy tale look at this world it felt like i was looking at it through the the little brother's point of view more mm-hmm. than the older mm-hmm. brothers because there was like foreboding 
imagery, but also this sense of fairy tale whimsicalness to yeah. it all mm-hmm. in how it was presented, which I think really also added to the how intensely you felt those moments of this world is very complicated and there's more going on underneath the surface than maybe you're seeing or wanting to see. Just out of curiosity, I know some of us played this solo and some of us played this with co-op. Kim, were you uh, also solo there? Solo, yeah. I did too. So AJ and David, the two of you played it with co-op, uh, co-op yeah. right? Yeah, co-op. I, I played it the first time uh, solo um, mm-hmm. back back in the day. Um, but <laughs> and, and so I started playing this I started this playthrough solo and then I got to the troll mine and I was like, you know what, Tara, do you want to play this game with me? And I like, I really didn't want to sell it too hard. It's like, it's, you're going to be really sad at the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Cause that'll, yeah. Yeah. And she, she even told me like after we finished, she was like, if you'd pushed it any harder, I probably wouldn't have played. And I was like, okay, good, great. Um, But she was glad she played for the record. I I wanted to have a different experience. I kind of wanted to have a a fresher experience with the game and to just kind of like feel Mm -hmm. what it was like. And uh, I mean, can I, can I talk about it for a sec? Like what it was like? Oh yeah, please, Mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. And, And it was this like totally new experience, even from when I had just started playing it you know, the, the hour or so that I played by myself, it, it was it was totally different because like, you know, like we had said, the little brother being the the right stick and like, you know, feeling weird to move around and whatever, like that's that's one feeling. And that's like, I think, totally intended. But also playing this where you're only holding half the controller mm-hmm. and, and somebody else is holding the other half, especially when that person isn't like quote unquote a gamer um Mm -hmm. like doesn't really play games that that involve you know moving a camera around or whatever like using the Mm -hmm. the right stick Mm -hmm. with any sort of dexterity it was it was that same feeling of like oh something about using the right stick to to use this character feels wrong but now i have to try to explain to another person what we need to do in certain situations because like you know i feel like after playing games for such a long time eventually your brain starts to process things in a different way and you start seeing things and patterns and whatever and so like tara is not at at that level yet she's not she's not on my level is what i'm saying um and so there were certain (laughs) times where like i need to you know there's there's um in in the troll mines i guess there there's like those things you need to push into Mm -hmm. like the arcs in order to activate Mm -hmm. whatever and to turn them one person has to push one person has to pull uh, and so mm-hmm. like guiding, guiding us through that and then us figuring out together, like who is pushing, who is pulling, like all that stuff mm-hmm. was like a completely different experience than, than like trying to do it in your own brain. Yeah. And I think both of those experiences are, are really great. And, and I don't know if I would like recommend one over the other. Mm-hmm. I think if it's your first time playing, I would probably recommend doing it yourself mm-hmm. if only to experience the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think mm-hmm. that works really well as, as like a solo the first time, but, but it was, it was it was great i had such a great time and like the the farther and further into the story we got the more of a grasp tara was getting on the mechanics because they're so simple there is an interact button and there is a move button and it's like well if i walk up to something and hit interact i will either do something or i won't and if i don't do anything then i'll just move on to something else and so so it was great by the time we got to the part where you're in the the broken down giant tower and you have to like uh, swing each other on the ropes. We were mm-hmm. we were flying. We were we were we were pro gamers at that <laughs> mm-hmm. point, and it, it was great. It was so much fun. Highly recommend if if you play this game by yourself and you have a significant other or person that you care about that you also uh, want to play the game. Play it using the same controller. It's fun. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's very simple control. So pretty much most folks, I think, if they're at least familiar with playing a game before, yeah, are going to be able to to grok it at some point. And as someone who didn't play it single player beforehand, I definitely want to go back and now play it 
single player just to see what what it's like to control both the characters at the same time because it yeah. is definitely a very mm-hmm. different experience just being one person you have a lot more control like i was little brother and it was you know pretty easy for me to to go around the world and mm-hmm. mallory got it really quick so it was it was i mean it's a great experience and i think just especially like that ending portion uh because i had no idea what to do mm. at the very end and then it would it kind of dawned on me i'm like oh no mallory you have to push forward <laughs> and i was like whoa that was a great moment yeah it was really cool yeah. uh, we'll get more into that later <laughs> I, I it's interesting to hear about like the the different experiences with like the different control setups and whatnot because i imagine that like that also plays into how the people who you're playing with and and you yourself are interpreting the characterization of the brothers mm-hmm. like if the little brother is constantly the one who is like just beelining for the objective yes. and the other ones kind of wandering around then mm-hmm. that would lead to sort of a different story and i think both mm-hmm. work because the game is usually uh, like not sparse with its characterization because you can like go spit in a well or whatever <laughs> and your other brother will not <laughs> yeah but like there is more characterization there than just the things that they have authored specifically yeah. mm-hmm. that you can kind of interpret on your own, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's a good video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I named them Greg and Wirt. So, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, there yes. is there's already yeah. like characterization being painted onto them mm-hmm. by me in, in my playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like so, you know, a lot of it is supported in the. <laughs> the text but it's also just like it's also the trope of like older sibling and younger sibling and um how how that relationship interacts and so it's very well done i think they're just basic enough like of archetypes and that they are like you kind of basically get it and then the rest is like a blank slate for you to fill in with whatever you want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i think is it's it's great it it really helps ground you in a world where you can't understand what anybody is saying and you don't even really know what your objective (laughs) is because you just walk up Mm -hmm. to people open the scroll and then the person who you show the scroll to says ah and they point in a direction you're like okay i guess i'm going this way now I think that stuff works. I, I think that like the the sparseness of the storytelling is is something that that does work for me. I think it lends credence to the idea of like you're kind of experiencing a myth or a fable right. or something mm-hmm. like that. The details are not necessarily the, the, the reason why you're here. Yeah, it helps ahead, too that so many of the like areas that you're in are extremely rich in like mm-hmm. their lore and their mm-hmm. sort of like environmental storytelling mm-hmm. and um they you know like the village feels very lived in the i i just have to shout out there is a part where you the area that you're in is like the battlefield of a mm-hmm. recent battle between mm-hmm. giants and Oof. your puzzle solving to get through that area is literally moving the corpses of giants out of your way so you can proceed and it is so clever and so and like fucking harrowing like like so gruesome but but just like captivating in in like the story that it's telling and the way that the mechanics work and you know the idea that you have to like use a crossbow to like pull a crossbow Mm -hmm. back and Mm -hmm. and launch it so that you can like knock over the body of a giant that was sort of like sitting upright and Mm -hmm. i mean it's just it's so cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Mm -hmm. different ways that they they have you move through that and it is you know it helps I think that you have this like very, very simple story that is painted on like this canvas of a really fascinating world. I think love that shit. I think that specifically helps you get more into the mindset of like a child, like as you are playing this game, because, you know, especially as the younger brother, I would assume that he doesn't know much of like what actually goes on in this world. So you're kind of experiencing Mm -hmm. these things Mm -hmm. for the first time with these two young 
young children, young children. So it really goes like this. It does does a great job of like showing, not telling. So it makes this very rich world that you're kind of experiencing with these kids because it seems like they don't really know what's going on either. Just they're just as much in the dark as you are mm-hmm. about just this world that you're traversing, and it's it's kind of mystical and terrifying at the same t- at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much eco in this game, mm-hmm. and like you could pretty much describe eco as two characters in a terrifying world trying to like figure out their way, which is both of these, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate. Like uh, eco is a, is a beautiful video game that like definitely influences people, but it's rare that for me to see something so direct like this of like, Oh yeah, that's it's all over this game, Mm -hmm. especially with the bits where you go and like sit on the benches and just Mm -hmm. like look at the world with your brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good as hell. Love that shit. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing. If nothing, if for nothing else, then just like a way to reflect on like, okay, here's the level we just went through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or here's where you're going yeah. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. sort of like a preview <laughs> there's a river of yeah. blood down there yeah <laughs> i wonder what i'm gonna do yeah. <laughs> oh man but yeah it, it's just like an amazing way to have those like down beats essentially where things have happened and now you get to like chill for a moment mm-hmm. it's the the rest notes i guess is uh, it time is the time to... i was gonna say do we need to talk where are we talking about the ending now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't we talk yeah. about the ending? So essentially what, what happens is like there's a bunch of plot beats that it, we can touch on if, if we want to. But once you get towards the latter half of the game, you uh, encounter this like mysterious woman who seems to want to help you and like is drawing you along to uh, maybe hopefully help you mm-hmm. get to where you need to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also shown to have superhuman strength and agility yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, you, you yes. rescue her from, from being sacrificed. Yeah. Uh, yes. at a, in, a, in a ritual of the giant's blood by disguising uh-huh. yourself as their as, god. That part was great. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so yeah. And I think that's, a, just to quickly touch on that, I think, Kim, that's a great example of, like, the the levity that we're bringing mm-hmm. to this, like, crazily uh, intense situation. Like, you're, yeah. you're not only covering yourself with the blood of a giant, you're, like, walking through two dozen cultists and their leader to, like, mm-hmm. save this this woman who is like very clearly about to or you know they think that she's about to be like devoured or whatever by their deity and you're just like mm-hmm. the bro- the little brother's just standing on the older brother's shoulder yeah shoulders and it's mm-hmm. it's so absurd and like yeah. would be I, th- I think could have been like really really like heavy but i think yeah. is is pretty is pretty light uh, mm-hmm. uh all things considered. also could have could have like I, the the balance in itself is like very impressive just mm-hmm. like that could have been like this is so goofy <laughs> yeah. like you know this doesn't fit at all but yeah. they mm-hmm. they strike a good balance yeah, they, um, I, I think it's because the previous 10 minutes you're like <laughs> mutilating the corpses of giants in order yeah. to get down yeah. there and then you're like finally down there and it's you have well to time and you have to like you're like you have to coat yourself in their blood and I think the only way to like balance that out is for you to just like play, uh, you know, do a piggyback ride um, and then and, and pretend to be a god. The younger brother's also like, they pretty much just did the two kids in a trench coat trying to exactly. pretend to be it's someone it. older. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, just such a, it's just such a classically kid thing to think up to do. Be like, mm-hmm. all right, let's pretend mm-hmm. to be something big and scary. Mm-hmm. Get on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
so anyway, you you move through there and you go through like this village with some kind of invisible monster in it with this lady, which wild. is spooky. But wild, so spooky. It's, it's cool. They never show you what the monster looks like. It's just you see yeah. its footprints wandering around in the yeah, city. Yeah, Tara had said, really I, I, I'm not looking forward to a bunch of snow falling on its back and we see like the outline of it. And that just doesn't happen. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. Yes. Yeah, I think there's a lot of restraint there. I'm sure also it's like mm-hmm. hard to make a monster in a video game, mm-hmm. but yes. still like it, it, it was cool. But not like scarier sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you you escape back to this woman who like apparently lives in a cave, and then older brother's like, "No, dude, fuck it, we can stay here for a little while." And She's, like, she she gives him a little kiss. Yeah, yeah. she does before they yeah. go in there, and there's some romance a brewing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. and younger brother's like, "Come on, dude, we like we're so close." And he's like, "I don't mm-hmm. know, man, I might get another kiss or something." Mm-hmm. Right? Um, just be so cool. They, yeah, just be cool, pretty, bro. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they go in there. She, of course, turns into a spider. Of course, um, <laughs> obviously, and, uh, we all saw it coming. <laughs> well, you yeah. saw her egg sacks, like oh my god, in yeah. the in the tunnel when you're going through. Because you oh, just oh that that part is so yeah. well done. That was great. Mm-hmm. It's like oh yeah. no, little brother was right. We are going into danger. Yeah, yeah, Oof. yeah. It's like you see you see other. Ch- it's like a cross section of this tunnel, basically, yeah. where you see them them going through, and you can see other areas where there are egg sacks and things and you're like oh shit this yeah. is bad Not news like before the characters up. yeah it's oh really good she's also following you from behind as like a human still but like there's kind of this thread of like you got to keep moving mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like you're not going to be able to go backwards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was great but anyway yeah she turns into a spider you fight her uh your little brother turns into like a super monkey ball <laughs> yeah. ball great. Yeah. <laughs> he i I don't know why, but they really let you get going fast you know, in that thing. Speed in that I, was, thing. Yeah. I was pulling off her legs and it changes the camera angle and Tara was still yes. running around the outside. And so yes. I was pulling off a leg <laughs> and the little brother would just go, you know, and just like fly yeah. by the yes. camera and keep going. It was so funny. We were dying yes. laughing at that point. Um, I knew it was coming, but it was still fun to yeah, laugh well, in the moment. Yeah. Reminds me of those spheres that motorcycles would go around at the circus. That's what yes. it felt like. Yes, yes, yes. The speed. Anyway, so that that fight ends. You beat the spider, but in the wrestle that she does with your older brother, uh, she like stabs him with presumably some kind of like poison or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also like it looks like he's bleeding a lot. Yeah, she so stabs it may him just like be right like, in the chest. It was yeah. a pretty good stab. Yeah, yeah. it was a pretty yeah. good stab. So you, as uh, both brothers, kind of stumble out of her lair and out into the like tree of life. Older brother's like, no, dude, like just go get the water. Like I, I didn't. He didn't say this, but presumably it was like, I'll, I'll be fine. Like mm-hmm. go deal with this. Mm-hmm. You, as little brother, go up there and like do this puzzle on your own. Get the water. Come back down, and your brother has died. Yeah, which was brutal. And they sold that moment really well because younger brother also like tries to give him some of the tree of life water and that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Tough moment, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They they really relish in it in a way that I do think is earned, but it is like it just keeps going. But it's, you know, I think it is one of those things that's like, yeah, you know, if you're alone with uh, your brother and they just died, like, what are you going to do besides like freak the fuck out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, I think any anything short of what they do would feel like oh, that's it. A little, like, yeah. 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 It, it was it, it was fun to do. Sorry, it feels weird to say this was fun. It was fun to do that moment with Tara because yeah. as she was going through doing the tree puzzle, my hand was still in the controller. You know, you get back down. The brother is dead and the little brother starts shaking him. And then like not until after he tries to give him the water, 
he tries to give the older brother the water. I had my hand on the controller until that moment, and then oh, she said, gosh. "He's not dead, is he?" And then I took my hand off the controller, and she went, <gasps> she like fully uh, gasped. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a, a really interesting moment to be able to kind of like co-author in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. And then she thankfully, honestly, she she just kept holding it with her right hand and did not put her left hand on it. Wow. Yeah. For a a bit. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's wild because like it should be obvious going into this that like that is an emotional thread that that the storytellers can pull on yeah. to like mm. you know to end this game and it, it didn't occur to me mm. once at all it was not something that mm-hmm. i ever thought like oh i bet one of these brothers is gonna die <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and in retrospect it's like such an obvious thing yeah. but it's like it's so i think it's part of the fact that it's so inherent to the controls absolutely you think uh that that you have both of these brothers in the game that it it didn't even come to mind yeah they both kind of feel like the main character and it's like well they're not going to kill the main mm-hmm. character because then who am i going to play as yeah. yeah yeah exactly they also make you bury your other yeah, brother that happens yes. that really does happen that was i think that's the part where i i put in chat fuck you aj Sorry. Um, <laughs> no it's fine i'm pre- i'm glad i played this game but uh in the moment i was like i'm not fucking nope we're not fucking mm-hmm. doing this today yeah. Yeah. not today and the whole time he is just like the little brother is just like scuffing oh, his feet so head sad. down just like dragging him sobbing so. yeah, oh my he's, god he's mm-hmm. doing the george michael from arrested development <laughs> Yeah, but like so really brutal but i think like that part serves the end of the game so well yeah. mm-hmm. so earned essentially what happens is that you you leave you bury your brother and leave and go back to get your dad well this, you don't like, just water. leave chase the hippogriff that you saved or, right, sorry, right. the hippogriff right. you saved from the cage that then flew you over to where you needed to go who and then per, uh, presumably died yeah i thought he yeah. died yeah shows back up and it's like hey i'm mm-hmm. not dead weirdly kind of grief ca- not weirdly but like kind of grief counsels the little brother like <laughs> Gives a little, yes. like wing hug and then the little brother goes to like look back at where the the older brother is buried and it kind of like puts its wing around him and like pulls him back yeah. and it's like okay yeah I, like we we can't just stay here and be sad we have to like leave you know your dad is still sick whatever presumably the hippogriff mm-hmm. knows all this i know your dad very smart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is dad's friend jim from work yeah we need to go save ronald <laughs> uh and then you fly into the sunset which is interesting yeah you arrive mm-hmm. back at the village at night it, the hippogriff like drops you like kind of far not far from the yeah, village t- but like Tara was like it could have dropped you off like right where you needed to be at the doorstep <laughs> yeah he had to go he's he's, yeah. he's a bowling night <laughs> Yeah. He, he drops you off just far enough to get an, an emotional beat exactly. from the rest of the exactly. game. Yes. Yeah. Because the we haven't mentioned this yet, but the whole time the younger brother is not comfortable with swimming. Yes. Presumably either because he never learned and also because his mom died in water. So yeah. like mm-hmm. he's not he's yeah, he's not great at swimming. And uh, you come upon an area where you have to swim to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just move your brother into the water, it doesn't work. He just sort of like shakes his head no and won't do it. Mm-hmm. And a a cool trick that they have been doing this whole game is that whenever you swim with both brothers, you have to get in the water and then as the older brother, hold down the trigger so that you can hold your little brother on your back Mm -hmm. to allow him to like swim with you um, to get through the area. But uh, initially you're like, I can't you at least I did. The player was like, well, fuck, I can't do it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have my my older Same. brother here. Like, yeah. I, I can't get through this part. Of course, the uh, the solution being that, like, you have to hold down the trigger still. And little guy can 
uh, mm-hmm. swim through the area. Mm-hmm. That that's a fuck. That's amazing. That is that was really so good. narrative consistency. Yeah, yes. so good. yes. That, so yeah, good. it's it's really good. I, I I had the same experience where I was like, okay, do I have to just like walk into the water? No. Do mm-hmm. I have to hold you know the right trigger as I walk in with the right joystick? No. And I sort of like wandered for a little bit and I was like, oh. Yeah. And as you do, you like hear like an echo of the older brother's voice mm-hmm. yep. and um the controller rumbles a yeah. little bit too yeah yeah and then as you proceed you basically go back and do a bunch of the early puzzles that mm-hmm. you did before and it's it's the same thing where there were certain things that only the older brother can do and now you as the little brother can do them like pulling like a you know a really big lever that only the older brother could pull earlier and mm-hmm. now you can do both of them by holding both triggers yeah it's good shit yeah it's, it's really good. well good. done unreal it's amazing because it's 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 saying something about loss <laughs> mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. without them speaking a word mm-hmm. yeah yeah of like that that once this like person is gone or if anybody has experienced loss like it's not just this like clean cut that that mm-hmm. oftentimes comes back up you mm-hmm. know like yeah if you're entering into familiar situations or something where you're like fuck i want to call my cousin or my mom or my brother and you can't that initially you're like i don't know what the fuck to do but then i don't know if this is the experience y'all have had but like a lot of the times if i'm uh, trying to figure out like i wonder what they would have said or mm. what they would have done here mm-hmm. that that helps mm-hmm. right like it's it's a yeah. cool way to, mm-hmm. to sort of be able to like remember somebody like that exactly yeah well and it's also i think emblematic of like the the genre of coming of age where mm-hmm. very frequently coming of age stories involve a certain loss that then after that occurs the like main character has to pick up and figure out like how to proceed without what they've lost mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. um it's it's sort of like an effective way to communicate like how the little brother has been changed by this experience mm-hmm. how he is like entering a new phase of of his life mm-hmm. and adulthood and taking responsibility in a way that he did not previously do because he had his older brother to rely on mm-hmm. it's not just gut-wrenching and i will i will say too like i think that that is reflected kind of in the the final cut scene that you get Mm -hmm. where after you've you've like healed your dad he's he's well again you go and return to the graveyard where where your mother's grave is and there's another grave next to hers Mm -hmm. for the older brother Mm And the last shot of the game is the father like on his hands and knees sobbing over the loss of his older son. And the little brother is just like staring stoically at the horizon. That fucking got me. That was so brutal because Mm -hmm. what what does it say about like where the you know where this character's mindset is now where it's like it's not like I'm gonna be strong for it's like it's like kind of it's I mean it's obviously tragic but like it is tragic not only for the loss of the older brother but for like what it means for for like how the younger brother now approaches and sees the world Mm -hmm. and that like Mm -hmm. the again the way that they communicate that with no words is like amazing amazing it's unreal good game is the that ending shot is pretty brutal I, I was like gonna be pretty comfortable if like little guy just gave dad some water and then he's like mm-hmm. i'm better now but yeah the, the i think you're right that it says a lot more about like it's unfortunately seems like little brother seems like he thinks he has to be strong for dad now too mm-hmm. which is like that's brutal man that's not a good spot to be in mm-hmm. i'm your son but i'm also your brother now i think also like you you talked earlier about how this 
story this is a story about like loss and grief and like mm-hmm. kind of like what it what it does to you and i think that that like i don't know it, it it ties together that that theme in a really like good but brutal way gaming mm-hmm. gaming yeah. sometimes it makes you cry i have to say i'm so so glad that you all like this game so much. Uh, and I'm so glad that it holds up because I played it a decade ago. And also a decade ago, I was like, Bioshock Infinite is the best game I've played my my whole life. <laughs> so it's, yeah. I was really worried that it wasn't going to be as like nuanced or as impactful as I remembered it being. And I'm really glad that it is. So yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but it looks fucking great. It does look great. Like yeah. it, I, like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known that it was a game from 10 years ago mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It because it's just like it has like a really great art style, mm-hmm. I think, that is not like trying to be hyper realistic. And so it still feels fresh and new. Yeah. It, I mean, it just looks it looks like a, a, a good looking indie game. And like yeah. that's what it looks like. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, like I feel like whenever they get right up on somebody, I'm like, that's eh, a little interesting. But <laughs> yeah. uh, any anytime. And this is usually the case where it's pulled back a little bit farther. Which, so you can see the whole level. It's amazing. Like the the art style looks really good in from that perspective. So it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really only when I'm like looking at what these brothers look like. Am I like, ah, yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the scenery rest of it's is gorgeous. Yeah, the scenery is great. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's about your two sons. It's about, it's about your, your two, two sons, sons and your two thumbs. <laughs> it's about your two sons and now your trauma as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my thumb, Greg. <laughs> cool. Do uh, do y'all have anything? Any other lingering thoughts about this game? No, I'm excited to play it again in ten years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every decade yeah every, just once a decade mm-hmm. yeah no, i i think this is just like a really special game and i i do think i'll mm-hmm. revisit it you know again in several years but it was just really nice to be able to have that experience uh with tara and for her at the end to be like i hate you and thank you for let, making me play that game <laughs> because like you know like i said she's not a gamer so she, she doesn't experience I, I don't think she's ever experienced a story like that in mm-hmm. the medium of gaming you know and so yeah. i think the game is the perfect length and perfect amount of difficult for a non-gamer to experience and be impacted Mm -hmm. by. And I think that is just a really special thing that people should be able to have. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that we all had it. It's a, it's such a specific thing that games can do too, Mm -hmm. like what this game is doing. Mm -hmm. I like there, there are plenty of games that I think are, invoking other things specifically movies i feel like you see mm-hmm. that seen a lot with like last of us or uncharted or like most of sony's first party lineup which i like like just for you know good measure but i think it's stuff like this is something that you could only do with a video game which is really neat yeah yeah and is well considered it is not bioshock infinite there it's not resting on its laurels <laughs> and assumptions about how games need to be it's like what if you were a brother's right. And that's good. Yeah. Now you're just brother. Um, hey, yeah, mm. what if you were a brother? Woof. Mm. Anyway, good game. Good game. Good game. Good Thanks game. for suggesting it, AJ. Thanks for playing it. Yeah. Here's where I fade out and go into the outro. Okay, cool. Here's music. Hello, gamers. It, this is the outro now. We're here. Uh, um, <laughs> 
Welcome to the outro. Welcome to the outro. transition. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Crushing this one. Uh, Normally, I tell people who listen here that you can go to podtimism.com to find any of our stuff. Links to stuff and emails, and you can suggest a game for us to play there. We've got uh, a log of things that we're going to be playing. I think I might know what the next one is, but we'll see. Yeah, you can check our backlog there to see if we've already talked about something in case you're like, dude, when did they play Hulk Ultimate Destruction? I want (laughs) to hear about that. And we did. So you can go and listen to that one. Uh, If you want to help out the show, there's a couple things you can do. One is review it on a podcatcher of choice. Yada, yada, yada. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm trying to get to the part where A, I think Scout for uh, her work on our podcast art. She's very good at what she mm-hmm. does. KO-FI.com slash HumbleGoat. Get it. Got it. AJ and Kim, where can people find you two on the internet? I'm AJ Faleri everywhere. I've got a blue sky. I've got a mastodon. I have an X. <laughs> also on Instagram. But uh, Kim and I also work on Asynchronous Video Game Catch-Up Show, which uh, at the time of this episode's release, we will have just finished recording our final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I guess listen to that on Thursday uh, if you've played through all of Mass Effect 3. Yeah, in- don't listen if you haven't yeah. and don't want to be spoiled because <laughs> yeah. it is the very end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> we also have a backlog of the other other two Mass Effect games and 13 Sentinels and Fire Emblem Three Houses. So if those are games you're interested in or interested in playing. Oh, why don't you play through them with the with with the episodes of our show? You know, I, I think play along. with Yeah, us. play along with us. It was helpful for us to have the show to push us through, especially Three Houses uh, for me, because it's not a game that I would have <laughs> stuck with probably. But uh, yeah. And then uh, we also co-work on uh, Frog of the Week, but you can talk about that one, Kim. Yeah, sure. Um, You can find that one at weeklyfrogpod.tumblr.com or uh, frogpod.online mm-hmm. and you uh, in the most recent um, async I said don't find me mm-hmm. um, but you can find me I'm at <laughs> okimmies.tumblr.com and recently made a side blog to talk about the books that I'm reading because I finally <gasps> started reading again books. except that one's secret so uh, if you manage to find it somehow <laughs> then you win a prize okay <laughs> the prize is being able to read what you read about the books yeah, yeah it's not much <laughs> I maybe maybe it will now i wasn't planning on doing that it was genuinely just like i have i'm a person who used to love to read and then uh went to law school and promptly stopped reading for fun for the last like eight years of my life um and now finally i'm getting back into it and i just wanted to keep track of the books that i'm reading just for fun um so it's just for me and whoever is industrious enough to track it down i just learned some fun audio tricks we could maybe sneak it in here underneath me talking (laughs) It's it's indecipherable to the ears. You have to download this .wav yes. file. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, the only way to find it is to play a very specific single-player tabletop <laughs> RPG, and at that point, you will find a map to the Tumblr URL exactly. or something. I don't yes. know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Nailed it. Async is a very good podcast. Thank you, too, for making it. Frog of the Week is a very good podcast. Thank you for making it. <laughs> this has been a pleasure. Thank you both for coming and hanging out. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, of course. Both uh, Dave and I are big fans of the work you get, you two do, so mm-hmm. it's a kindness to come and uh, hang out with us here. <laughs> yes. Big fan of Podtimism, mm-hmm. so it's an honor to be here. Thanks. Well, a big Podtimism head. So. <laughs> huh? I got I got my truck Thulu back tat, but it's still healing, so I don't, I don't want to show you yet. Sure. Yeah. Bold move. I hope truck Thulu doesn't get canceled in the future or something. <laughs> going to get milkshake trucked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Milkshake tract is so good. David, I don't mean to put you on the spot.
Do you have any gaming wisdom for us? Ooh. You know, grief is really hard to process, but when you have a lot yeah. of friends to process it with you, it makes it a little bit easier. Damn. Wow. That's good. May I may I add one um, addition to that? Please. Please, Kim. Which I consider to be the moral of Brother is a Tale of Two Sons. Uh, yeah. Don't be horny. Yeah. <laughs> don't be horny don't because that's be how horny. that's how Big Bro got got. Oh, man. Is that he was too horny. That would be the Brother's Grim Let that be a lesson to lesson. us all. Yeah. Fuck. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can sort of clock from a little bit earlier, a little bit farther away, like I think this person might be a spider. Yeah. She's, yeah. She sure could jump really yes, far. She Not jumped huge. like a 12 yeah. foot gap. She like ripped yeah. open mm-hmm. a locked wooden door. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. She's just doing cartwheels and flips like nothing. She's scaling walls. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Should have should have told us something. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> if Don't be horny. It's... If your horniness causes grief, get some friends. <laughs> <laughs> you get so horny, you get sad. Call a friend. <laughs> Call a friend up. <laughs> I'm too horny right now. Can I'm you help so me? To talk to you? I need to talk to you before I go wander into a spider's lair. Exactly. Talk me down, bro. Talk me down. See you next week, gamers. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.